If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Today, I am gonna be talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, and you'll find out why a little bit later in the episode, but today we're going to be talking about gaining back self-esteem after going through a breakup. And whether we like it or not, going through a breakup lowers our self-esteem. It's understandable when someone tells you that they don't want to be with you anymore or don't want to spend their lives with you. You can automatically go into thoughts of, I'm not good enough. You start questioning everything about your behavior and your character and just you as a person, all the things you did in the relationship. And I don't know about you, but for me, I had thoughts like, if only I was skinnier, if only I was more successful, if only I hadn't been too much, then he would still want to be with me. All of those thoughts are not only a sign that our self-esteem is low, but it also puts us into this, you know, negative cycle of feeding into our low self-esteem. So that means that part of breakup recovery is building your self-esteem or rebuilding your self-esteem and your self-worth back up to the point where you feel like you are good enough because you are, and you feel like you can be okay without this person in your life. And that is really the whole goal of going through a breakup. So it's understandable if we're not feeling good enough and then this person leaves, we feel like we won't be good enough until we get that person back or maybe get a new person in. So all of this is going to lead to not only feeling better about the breakup, but also having higher self-esteem and self-worth moving into future relationships. And before getting into how you can raise your self-esteem, I want to first talk about not taking whatever your ex said during the breakup personally and how you can instead see it as a difference in compatibility. Always remember that just because this person dumped you or it didn't work out does not mean that there is anything wrong with you personally. Sometimes people are simply just not compatible. So if you think about something that you maybe think you did that caused the breakup, It just doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you were not compatible with your ex. 
when you do find your person who you are meant to be with, which you will, all of the things about you will be perfect for them. For example, I had a relationship end because the guy said I needed too much time with him. That did not mean that I was too needy or too much. It just meant that his ideal relationship required less time with a partner. And my ideal relationship meant that I would have a partner who enjoyed spending a lot of time with me, which I ultimately found in my husband. So I want to make sure to hammer in that point before we move into raising our self-esteem because if we have beliefs that were the reason the breakup happened or, you know, we are not good enough or something that they said is continuing to stick into our heads, it's going to be really hard to do the rest of this work. Now I want to share my story with self-esteem. So for those of you that know a little bit about my story, I struggled with alcoholism and drug addiction in my late teens, early 20s. I went through some pretty horrendous relationships. And so when I entered into my early 20s, it felt like my self-esteem was literally non-existent and I was actually full of self-hatred. That low self-esteem led me into relationships with unavailable men. It led me into toxic friendships. And to be honest, it severely limited what I believed I could do because I really didn't think that I was good enough as a person. And I finally got to a point that I wanted to change that. And I remember telling this woman who I really looked up to how much I just wanted self-esteem. I just wanted to have this sense of self-worth that everyone was talking about. And I had it in my head that I would get it with age. I thought it was just something that maybe I would like grow into or mature into. And I even remember thinking that somehow when I hit 30, that I would just instantly gain self-esteem. But what she told me stuck with me so much, and it's going to be the basis of this entire episode. She told me that we get self-esteem by doing esteemable acts. And what the heck are esteemable acts? I'm going to share with you five forms of esteemable acts that you can start implementing into your life to raise your self-esteem and raise your self-worth. And the first one is going to be a pretty obvious one, practice self-care and self-love. I think we all have very different ideas on what self-care and self-love is. When I started doing this work, I remember I thought self-care was taking a bubble bath and getting a facial. And what I eventually learned over time is that self-care and self-love is essentially doing things for myself that make me feel good. These can be super small actions like making my bed, which makes me feel more put together and ready to take on my day. Other things you know, in my self-care routine look like exercising and caveat on that, not because I don't like my body and I'm trying to change that, but because I love how I feel afterwards. Or cooking for myself, talking with my friends, going outside, getting ready for my day, and doing things like keeping my house tidy. This might take a little bit of digging to figure out what it looks like for you. It will be very different for everyone, but pay attention to the things that you do throughout the day that make you feel full, loved and cared for and try to incorporate those things into a daily routine. And again, these can be things that can be done in 30 seconds. This can be, you know, it can be a little bit more extensive. It's really up to you as to how you can start building that into your daily life. And then on the flip side of that, I also want you to pay attention to the things that you do that make you feel down. 
maybe spending too much time on social media and falling into the comparison trap, eating junk food or staying up late and not getting enough sleep. Again, this is going to be so different for everyone. Those are just some of mine, but stay aware of those actions and try to limit them as much as possible. This is the time when you need to be pouring as much into yourself as possible. So taking those small actions every day can make a huge difference for not only your breakup recovery, but for your self-worth moving forward after your heartbreak. The second form of esteemable acts is set boundaries and stick to them. As you probably know from listening to this show, boundaries are really, really important. Whether that's setting one with your ex on not contacting you, telling people how you want to be treated, or maybe having a tough or uncomfortable conversation about something that hurt you. And while sometimes it feels hurtful to the other person when you're expressing a boundary to them, it's actually not at all. It shows others how you want to be treated, and it shows yourself that you deserve to be treated how you want and deserve. When you do that, you are proving to yourself that you are worth it. Now, as always, part of boundaries is also enforcing them. So, for example, if you ask your ex not to contact you and they keep doing it, you need to take the action steps such as blocking them. But the good news is that every time you enforce a boundary, it is another self-esteem boost because you are again showing yourself that you are worth having needs. This is big because when I was going through my struggle with self-hatred, I did not believe that I deserved to have needs, so I would never have those uncomfortable conversations or stand up for myself because I didn't think that I was worth it. But in doing all this work and acting as if and still setting those boundaries, even if it felt hard, I began to show myself that I am worthy of having needs, and if I set them, other people will show up and I will attract the right kind of people into my life. If you need more on boundaries, I highly recommend you listen to the full episode that I did on it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, so the third esteemable act to raise your self-esteem is stick to commitments or essentially keep the promises that you make. Now, I used to be a very flaky person. 
I would bail last minute on plans or just not show up when I said I was going to show up. And I started noticing how icky I felt about myself when I would do that. It was definitely a contributor to my low self-esteem because I wasn't someone that could be counted on. That was not an esteemable thing to do. But when I was able to start keeping promises and showing up, I felt significantly better. And also the most important person to keep commitments to is yourself. So if you tell yourself you're not going to text your ex and then you keep that promise, it will raise your self-esteem. When you tell yourself you're going to exercise tomorrow and you do it, that will raise your self-esteem. Again, all of this stuff, this is probably going to sound repetitive, but all of this stuff is showing that you are worth keeping a promise to yourself. You are worth keeping a promise to other people. You are someone that can be counted on. You are an amazing person. And this also includes overcoming challenging situations and pushing through them. Think about a time in your life where you faced something super challenging. Maybe you faced a fear you didn't think you could, or maybe you got through like a college class you didn't think you were going to be able to get through. How did you feel afterward? You probably felt amazing. You felt accomplished. You felt super proud of yourself. And I would assume you got a pretty big dose of self-esteem. So think about it that way. All of these promises that you are keeping to other people, to yourself, you are sticking to challenges even if they get hard, all of that stuff is going to elevate your self-esteem. The next thing is be of service. And this doesn't, service doesn't necessarily equate with, with charity, donating money, or it doesn't even need to be like formally volunteering at a homeless shelter or something like that, though you could do that. That would be amazing. But I really want to touch on the acts of small, you know, you've heard the term small acts of kindness, small acts of service. So this can include picking up a piece of trash that you see on the ground, returning your shopping cart after you go grocery shopping, holding the door for someone else. Whoever we do an act of service for, so say the person that you hold the door open for, yeah, they'll totally appreciate it. It'll probably bring a little smile to their face. They'll say, thank you. You are helping them. But more than anything, you are helping yourself. You are, again, showing the world that you are this incredible person and, again, going to raise your self-esteem. And I'm going to get onto a little bit of a side note here, but I have found for me that one of the main reasons that being of service helps is when I'm just thinking about myself. So when I'm sitting alone and just obsessing about what I want, what I want to do, what do I have to do next? Just constantly thinking about like Kendra, I typically am not going to think super positively. I am going to obsess on what I wish I had, what I wish I look like, what clothes do I need to buy? I'm just thinking about me, 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 me. And it doesn't make me feel that good after a while. You've probably noticed that yourself when you're sitting and thinking alone for a while, it doesn't tend to leave you feeling super happy. However, if I am stuck on that obsessing about myself and I stop and I think about another person, can I hold a door open for them? Can I, you know, do a favor? Can I reach out to a friend and ask how they're doing? All of that stuff, I'm taking myself out of my own head and giving myself that little break. And then again, I'm showing like, I am a great person who does things for other people. And this is not supposed to be like, showy. It doesn't need to be, you know, posted on social media, but hey, if you want to do that, awesome. It's just showing you that you 
are an awesome person. And this leads me to number five on the list, which is overall, just be a good person and then recognize yourself for it. Be a good daughter, be a good sister, be a good friend. Things like showing up for a friend when they're hurting, showing up for events that maybe you don't want to go to, but that are important to someone that you love in your life. Picking up the phone when someone calls, picking up the phone and just checking in on your friends and family. I'm not trying to say that you need to work hard to get people to love you. That's not what I'm saying at all, but I can promise you that you'll feel like a better person the more you can show up for those that you love and the more that you can just be an awesome person who radiates light into the world. This also includes, you know, aspects of your character, like, you know, being honest. I'm sure if you've noticed, like, if you tell a lie, even if it's a little white lie, you tend to not feel that great about yourself. It gives you that feeling of being kind of icky. So telling the truth, being patient, being really kind to, you know, service staff, your waiters, the people at the grocery store, all of those little acts of being kind and just showing the world how great of a person you are, that's all going to raise your self-esteem. And then the last thing is making sure that you give yourself a pat on the back for it. Again, it doesn't need to be done in like a showy way, but what I have found to be helpful is at the end of every night, like writing down three things that I'm proud of myself of. We tend to be really hard on ourselves and we tend to hone in on all the bad things that we did throughout the day. So it's really important to balance that out and also recognize that, oh yeah, I called a friend today or I was there for when someone was in need. I help someone with their grocery bags. All of those things will raise your self-esteem. One final note before I close is that continuing to go back to someone who broke up with you, someone who doesn't treat you well, you know, someone that is mean to you or toxic or any of those things, that's going to be a surefire way to reverse a lot of these things that you're doing and will lower your self-esteem because you are settling for something less than you actually deserve. So you're showing yourself and others that you don't deserve what you want, which is not true. So as much as possible, please try not to do that. I give you a lot of reasons in these podcasts as to why to not go back to your ex, but as this pertains to self-esteem, that's definitely a way to lower it. But remember at the end of the day that going through a tough breakup and getting through to the other side is going to be a big self-esteem booster in and of itself you're showing yourself that you're able to overcome a very hard situation. These tips are all ways to amp that up, but just remember like going through this situation is going to help you in the long run. And I know I threw a lot at you in this episode, but even if you take one or two action items away and start implementing them, then you are going to be on the right track to growing your self-esteem, please remember that it's a journey. Like none of us are going to wake up one day and instantly have self-esteem. Even for me, I've, you know, been consciously working on it for a while and it's still a process. I still have days where I feel really low and I don't like myself, but I'm happy to report by that by doing all of these actions that I explained to you, like most days I really like myself, which if you had asked me that eight years ago, I I definitely would not have been able to say that. I would not have been able to look at myself in the mirror and think, I really like Kendra. She's a great person. And today I'm able to do that. And you can do that too. So I will see you here next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends.
If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.